Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Legacy Exchange podcast. First and foremost, we want to thank each and every one of you for all of the, the kind words and buzz and excitement around our podcast. We are so excited, and all of your excitement just makes us even more excited, and we're really excited to be here today. My name is Taylor Janet Brown. I am one of your co-hosts. And my name is George L. Miles, Jr., and I'm the grandfather of Taylor Janet Brown. And I'm so proud of my little granddaughter who's been in audio visual business for almost 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe since it's our first episode and some people might only know you or only know me, we should take a minute and just introduce ourselves some facts, you know, just to get to know us a little bit more. Taylor, why don't you go first? All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Taylor Janet Brown. I'm 24 years old. I'm a graduate of Spelman College, where I got my degree in economics in 2021. In 2020, I started a small business called Brown Candle Company. It's a natural coconut-based wax. And interestingly enough, the theme behind that business is also legacy. So really excited for today's conversation, but it's spelled Brown B-R-O-U-N-N. I am an avid lover of the arts and anything creative. I'm writing my first debut novel. I'm really excited about it, but I love theater and photography and the arts in general and traveling. One of my goals was actually to travel to every continent before turning 30. It was actually 25 before the pandemic, but I gave myself a little bit of an extension. <laughs> I give myself a few extra years to to cross that off. I am based in Atlanta, Georgia. I work as a director at an integrated health agency called Eastchester Family Services. I'm focused on my business. I'm an active member of the Lynx Incorporated, and I'm just really excited to be here today. That's great, Taylor. I'm so proud to know you and as my granddaughter. And my name is George L. Miles, Jr., and I say junior because I always use junior because I pay tribute to my father saying my name is junior. I've had, I've been at board meetings where they said, your name is junior. I said, yes, my name is junior. I pay tribute that way to my father, who's George L. Miles Sr. But that's the way it goes. I'm 82 years old. I'm right now got a little of Parkinson's, but I'm pretty good shape because I what I do and how about defeating Parkinson's is I'm just trying to stay in good physical health. I realize that more than anything else, that the only way to beat Parkinson's is by physical my physical health. So I may slur a word or two, but that's the way it goes. That's right. This is this is a real live conversation. But I'm really so happy to do this with Taylor. Because Taylor is, uh, is is my legacy, and is Taylor. Uh, I always wanted to have conversations with young people, and young people, you learn so much from young people. I've run organizations, and I've I've always uh, made it a point to talk to young people along the way because I learn so much from them, and I expect to learn a lot from Taylor over these next podcast, which is the Legacy 
Legacy Podcast, and this is great. I started out in long, 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 long time ago in Orange, New Jersey. I graduated from Orange High School. I graduated Seton Hall University, and uh, I got a master's degree from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University. And um, I, I worked as a an accountant for the federal government because I couldn't get a job as a federal in as a CPA coming out of uh, Seton Hall because I was black. And I, in fact, many times, a couple of times, people told me we couldn't have you as a, an accountant, a black employee accountant looking in the books of these white companies. But, you know, we, we made it through that. Then I got recruited to work in broadcasting as a, uh, an executive of Westinghouse Broadcasting Company. And, uh, and that's when my first trial into uh, broadcasting. Didn't know anything about it, but I've always figured I could learn. I could learn. That's how I got. I moved all the way up to becoming a CEO of WQED in Pittsburgh. And uh, after that, <clears throat> I retired, but I sat on a number of corporate boards from uh, Harley Davidson to AIG uh, to Equable Resources to uh, a couple of the boards when I sat on over the years. But that's been my claim to fame. And I retired here in uh, Sarasota in the year 2002 with my lovely wife, Janet. And we are doing just fine. That's it for my end, Taylor. That's I my brief it. introduction. It's a little long, but that's my introduction. And I could listen to you like story for hours because it's so interesting. Um, for context for the podcast, for our listeners, my grandfather is the coolest person that I know. And I'm not even exaggerating. It started when I was in lower school. I think it was second or third grade. We did a field trip in the city of Pittsburgh and we literally got to go to his office at WQBD for a field trip. Like how many people get to say that their entire class, you know, gets to see where your grandfather goes to work each day? Oh, wow. you know? Do you remember that? You know, Taylor, it's funny. I had, um, I, I probably don't, I don't remember it specifically, but I remember a number of kids coming through uh, WQED in Pittsburgh uh, to visit my office and to say, wow, what a nice place. Because that's also where Mr. Rogers resides, if you remember. Yes, that's very true. I, I know that I met him at one point, but I don't remember meeting him. Well, for one of these broadcasts, I have to show you a picture. I have holding you up in front of the uh, castle, Mr. Rogers' castle, <laughs> as an infant. So <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. Getting the opportunity to sit down and have uninterrupted time with my pop-up is so exciting. Um, he is literally my hero. In fourth grade, my first ever essay that I wrote, it was a five paragraph essay. We had to pick our hero. I picked him and it still applies to this day at oh, wow. 24 years old. And 
I wish I had it. It's short and I'm sure the wording is not the best because I was so young, but one of these episodes, we'll have to find it. I'm sure my mom has a copy of it and we can read it for the podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, That'd be cool. Fabulous. That yeah. would be cool. That would, it, it would just send uh, tears to my heart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the theme for our pilot episode has to be legacy. It's the main word in our podcast. It's the legacy exchange. So what would we be doing if we weren't talking about the value behind legacy and why we chose to right. incorporate that into the title of our podcast? That's right. That's exactly right. By the way, where are you located? Are you in your apartment? Yes, I'm in my apartment. Um, I love it. For our listeners at home who can't see, I'm sitting in my dad's, which, which once was his man cave, <laughs> and it's now my apartment. Um, so it has the pool table in front of me. You can't see it's not on camera. And then the couch and the TV. And then he has a, a one bedroom here. Just moved back to Atlanta, actually, about six months ago. And it's been such a fun journey just reacclimating to this beautiful city. I was born in Atlanta, raised in Pittsburgh, came back to Atlanta for college and then moved back um, about a year and a half after graduating because this city is just so special to me. But yes, I'm in his office. I've kind of added a little bit of a feminine touch with my flowers and my book. The, the Taylor touch, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to talk about legacy. Do you want us to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off? I I think we both came up with some questions for the other person. All right, we're talking about legacy. I'm asking you as a 24-year-old asking a 82-year-old, can you share some significant milestones or accomplishments for your from your career or your personal life that you could say have contributed to your legacy? Well, Taylor, that's a that's a very good it's a very good question because I said I have um 13 principles uh, that I have uh, noted and I'll, we can go through them one by one, but let me go through them. And then I'll, then one we can explain them on each different podcast. Oh, the perfect. first one is be prepared. Be Gotta be prepared. Whatever you do, make sure you've done your homework. Make sure you've gotten all T's crossed, I's dotted, but be prepared. You can't go to, I always used to say, you can't go to the third grade unless you do the second grade first. Number two is patience. Be patience because life is long and, uh, you know, if you learn to be patient, things will come to you eventually if you, if you lay in the right sort of road work, the right road work in front of you. Third thing is forgiveness. You got it because I, I come from a generation where I was not allowed to have certain jobs, certain uh, places I wasn't allowed in. But you can't go around holding that because if you hold that for a long period of time, you will be, you know, you you won't you won't forgive, and you'll you'll carry it, and you can't let it go. You gotta let it go. Fourth one is a vision for yourself, and a vision means I've established this for myself. I always wanted to be in a corporate America, but I couldn't get the opportunity, but I always wanted to be on corporate boards. And I remember going moving to Pittsburgh and people asked me, 
what's your vision? What do you what are you here for? Well, I want to be a uh, a person on a corporate board and establish myself and establish for my for my family. The fifth one is learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because if you, we will always make mistakes along the way. And and I don't care who you are, unless you're Jesus Christ, you're always gonna have, gonna make mistakes. The next one, the fifth one is get out of your comfort zone. Don't do things that are normally comfort for you, comfortable for you, but you gotta get out of your comfort zone. It's the only way you're gonna learn. The other one is be yourself, be yourself. And that means that you don't try to be somebody else. George Miles, don't try to be Walter Preston, who's a friend of mine, by the way. (laughs) And and, uh, don't, and just be yourself, whoever you are. The other one is number eight would be, don't let others define you. Love that. Because, you know, people come and say, you are this. No, I'm not. I am who I am. And I'm very proud of who I am. And the other one is enjoy the journey. If you get in life and you're not enjoying yourself, you shouldn't be living that life. You should be living another life. The next one is don't forget your roots. If you forget your roots, you can find yourself in deep trouble. You got to know where you're grounded. And the next one is never, never give up. I learned that from Jimmy Valvano. He says in his his speech in 1983 to uh, the ESPY Awards, I'll never give up. Never, never give up. I also learned from Jimmy Valvano, great coach from North Carolina State. Something you should do every single day. You should laugh, you should cry, and you should think every day. That should be part of your mental process. If you do those three things, you become a whole person. Next item is I call the extra is put yourself in position to win. Love that. You you can't, you got to make sure that you're positioned to win overall. It's really important. So those are my 13, I guess, items, Taylor, that I've used my guiding principles. I'd look back over the years and said, these are the things that, um, that'll make me who I am today. And that's it, babe. I have a question. So when did your 13 guiding principles come to be? Was it at a certain time or was it a list that you built up or as you came along? How long have you lived by these principles? Taylor, I probably lived by these principles most of my life and I codified them uh, probably about 10 to 12 years ago. Okay. I was giving speeches and I said, you know, people are asking me what make you who you are today. And I decided, let me put them in, put them in words. And I think this is, this is what has come out today. Now, what about you, babe? What about me? Um, thinking you're, you're, about- you're, I know you're young and you're early. It's early for you. Give me what keep, keeps you going. What keeps me going. I'll say that I never really thought about legacy until the pandemic happened. I'm young. It's something I never really put too much thought into um, until I started my business. And I guess this is a good time to share the story of how that came to be. Um, It was 2020. And like the summer of 2020, for a lot of people, 
I was not having a great time. <laughs> it was a tough, it was a tough time. Tough and, time for everybody. Yep. And I will say it's a tough time for me. And I was still in an incredibly privileged position. You know, I was safe. I was healthy. Um, I was in school. So I I had a tough time from a really privileged point of view. Um, in 2020, I was a junior at Spelman College and majored in economics. And up until pre-2020, I had full intentions of working in the aviation industry. Um, not as a pilot, but as revenue management, <laughs> uh, which is essentially picking the price for every single seat on the plane. You know how you'll go online and check it and it'll be $150 and then you'll check the next day and it'll be $175. Well, the revenue management team's job is basically to determine those pricings with economics. And I love econ, but I loved it even more because it incorporated my love of traveling. So I had spent the two years leading up to the pandemic in a mentorship program with one of the top three airline companies, learning and studying revenue management. I was in a really good position. I had accepted an internship offer with another one of the big three airline companies, and I was preparing to move to Chicago for the summer to work in revenue management, and I'd have free flight benefits, so my summer 2020 plans or to travel every single weekend. I was planning a trip to Egypt for 4th of July. Like I was so excited. So when the world shut down, obviously I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't even going to the grocery store, let alone Egypt that summer. So I was a little bit disappointed and stressed because summer before my senior year, I need to have an internship. I have to get a job. All of the pressure was piling up. And I will say that up until that point, my academics and jobs and titles were all things that really, really, really mattered to me because I thought that was the most important thing. I think you kind of lose sight sometimes when you're in highly competitive environments about what your true priorities or what's really important. Uh, I lost my internship, but because I was in a really, really great position, I was able to get a research position um, in econ and I was doing it. Wasn't super excited about my internship, but I was grateful to have one. It was a great opportunity. And then things started to crumble. I was in Florida when my paternal grandfather was admitted into the hospital. He was a very sickly man. He'd gone back and forth from the hospital at many points um, in my childhood, but I decided to come back to Atlanta just to be closer to him while he was not feeling so well. I had just gotten back to Atlanta. I think it was five or six days and I was at Costco parking lot. I remember this so clearly. I called my mom. I was going to ask her for something. Don't remember. But when I heard her voice, it was so hoarse and distraught. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, I'm so sick. Like I'm throwing up. I can't keep anything down. And I immediately knew that she had COVID. She didn't even know she had COVID, but I knew. So I sat in the parking lot. I remember so clearly everything changed. Flashing forward, my grandfather's condition is worsening. My mom's condition is also worsening. And I'm in a position for the first time in my life where my grandfather's dying. And I think my mom's going to die too, because this isn't a point where we knew much about COVID. We didn't have vaccines or anything like that. So seeing her in the hospital bed with the oxygen tank and looking 
virtually lifeless was horrific. It was terrifying. And I will say in that moment, I no longer cared about losing my dream internship or what I was going to do after graduation. None of that mattered anymore. And the only thing that I cared about in that moment was my family. Is my mom going to be okay? How can we make her be okay? You know, I'd accepted the fact that I was going to lose my grandfather, but it had me thinking, you know, what has, what legacy has he left behind? You know, what principles and what in his life work will be passed on through myself and my cousins and my dad and my aunts and uncles. And I really started to think about what was a legacy. I'd never thought about it before. I'd never paid attention. I was too focused on the finite like lifestyle, life milestones. But in that moment, everything shifted. So I left my internship and I fully focused on my family because I realized in that moment that family was one of the most important things to me. It is my priority. And I know it's yours too, Pop-Up, because growing up, you always would say, if it's your family, take the call. And that was yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so in fact, I used to tell my staff, when you staff meeting, the phone would ring and I always would say, if it's your family, take the call. Yeah, because it is important. If you're not grounded in those roots, it could blow you away. Yeah. You know? So I think that's really cool because I remember one time I was at camp and there was a miscommunication on who was to pick me up. And so I called the, the office and I was like, can I speak to George Miles, please? And they were like, oh, he's in a meeting, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just sat there and then you called me back and someone eventually came to pick me up and he was like, no, I don't care what meeting I'm in, you know, you tell them to that you're going to talk to me because you're my number one priority. And I grew up feeling like your number one priority, despite whatever space or, you know, meeting you were in, which was incredibly important. But I would say that my value of family um, really started to solidify in 2020. Well, that's good, Taylor. I mean, this has been a very healthy exchange and knowing some of your feelings and know how I influence and really solidified my thoughts about you. To recap, we got to go over your 13 guiding principles and a little bit more about my experiences <laughs> in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, the, the podcast is going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that, Taylor. I'm excited about a couple things. Yeah, tell me. I'm excited about a football season coming up. Go Steelers. I love the Steelers, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's we're Team Steelers over here, okay? <laughs> even though I, I don't even know if I know any of the players anymore. All the players that I know like aren't on the team. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I, I as I read about the Steelers every day, I, I read about uh what's going on. And I don't know them at the team. <laughs> just just go Steelers at the end of the day. Yeah. We, even, we went to the Steeler game on Christmas one year. Wasn't that fun? That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> we went with um, Aunt Claudia and Justin and Roland and Uncle yeah. Harold. Yeah. Uncle Harold didn't go. I don't think Harold was a, as a big a football fan. Oh, he didn't go? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Then maybe he wasn't there. Um, yeah. But Justin and Roland and Aunt Claudia were definitely there. But this, this is a conclusion of our 
first, uh, we're, we're, we're in good shape. Uh, we got more to discuss. And then we should ask the viewers out there or the listeners out there if they have any suggestions or topics they want us to discuss. Absolutely. I was actually, you read my mind. I was going to ask them, I'll put it up on our Facebook page and on our Instagram shameless shout out to our Instagram at the legacy exchange and our Facebook page, the legacy exchange podcast. If you aren't already tuned in, make sure you follow our page for updates on all things, the legacy exchange. I'll put up a forum so that you all can ask questions to him and myself, and then we can address them in future videos it could be questions it could even be topics or if you want to come on and join us in conversation one day we'd love to have some guests yes absolutely good 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 well thank you all so so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of the legacy exchange podcast and taylor how do you get a hold of uh be able to listen into our first podcast how do you do that It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just about anywhere you listen to your podcasts regularly. Just search in the Legacy Exchange. And our plan is to do every other Thursday. So stay tuned and see you in two weeks. Bye every other Every other Thursday. I love it. Every other Thursday. I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> All right. I bye. love you, baby. Love you, Pop-Up. Bye, everyone. Have a blessed week.